Hey everybody, it's Audrey Ellis, and you're listening to Ask Audrey. Okay, so I gotta be honest, today I wasn't feeling well. I sometimes suffer from shortness of breath, and so I've been trying to record episodes for the past like hour, and I keep getting frustrated because, you know, in the episodes, like I can hear myself breathing hard, and I'm like, oh, I don't wanna hear that, I don't want people to hear that, because it sounds really like, I don't know, and I feel like I've done it before in other episodes but I've tried very hard to cover it up but I don't feel like doing that I just have to take my breaths as they come and just work through it so hopefully it'll be therapeutic to the ears hopefully it'll sound like ASMR you see that's nice right I don't know anyway <laughs> anyway so I was getting a little frustrated and I was like thinking I don't even know if I want to do a full episode or just an episode explaining why I didn't do one and I'm still contemplating because I keep getting frustrated about my thoughts being all scattered. Like sometimes having shortness of breath makes me feel distracted because I'm focusing on trying to make sure I get my breath so I don't feel dizzy. And then at the same time, I'm focusing on trying to have a clear, concise thought and trying to put it all together to make sure that it makes sense. But oftentimes I get off track because I'm just doing two things at once, focusing on too many things. But um, the thing I wanted to talk about today was do we believe what people tell us or do we require proof and evidence and if it's not given to us do we do our own research to make sure we know that what people are telling us is actually true and factual i think that you know the first place or the first source of information comes from our parents so whatever our parents tell us as we grow up of course we believe that it's the gospel truth because you know it's easy to think why would my parents lie but parents do and you know oftentimes it's not I'm just saying oftentimes. Oftentimes it's not because they want to do harm, but oftentimes it's a, you know, maybe misguided belief that it's helpful when the parent doesn't realize it might actually be harmful. You know, telling the truth might actually be best for the child, but it can be scary for a parent. You know, we have to have a little bit of understanding. You know, parenting can be difficult. But after the parents, when you get into the world, it's your friends, it's your teachers, it's your boss, it's your coworkers, it's the people around you. Sometimes they'll perpetuate and continue on or help you to continue on with the beliefs of things that your parents raised you to believe, especially if, you know, certain things are cultural and you're around people who share the same culture as you, then they, you know, can kind of continue that belief if you're constantly surrounded by people who have that same, you know, thought process. Sometimes, you know, you get around other people who have different thought processes and it causes you to question everything you've ever known. And I think that that's healthy. That's the way life is supposed to be. Life is supposed to bring about situations that cause us to question what we believe because it gives us a chance to explore it and see if it's actually truthful or to see if it's actually a lie. And even, you know, certain situations, you know, you go to college and you start working in, you know, whatever field you work in, even if you didn't go to college, you just, you know, the first time you get a job, certain things will happen that will cause you to question things that you learned as a child from, you know, whatever church or religious organization you attended or whatever you know, things that your parents and your family taught you, whatever your, your classmates at school taught you, you know, college and, and joining the workforce can cause you to question everything you ever knew. And if you don't question it, if you just hear the new things that are being presented in front of you or presented to you, and you just disregard them and discount them and just stick to everything you were taught, then I think that can put you in a dangerous position, you know. Like oftentimes, um, you know, we're taught not to question religion, for one. If you're raised as a Christian, 
you know, you're taught that Christianity is the way, which is great, it's fine. But if you find yourself in moments of questioning, in moments of doubt, then I feel like it's a good idea for you to go searching. It doesn't mean that you are going to, you know, leave God or you're going to, you know, become an atheist, but it might mean that you will. And if you do, that's your choice. We all have free will. You have the right to do that. The world might make you think that you don't, especially, you know, religious communities. Religious communities might condemn that type of soul searching and, you know, quest for knowledge. But everyone has the right. Because if you think about religion, even religion will tell you that, especially Christian religion, that God gives us free will to do whatever it is we want. So if he gives us the free will, then go out there and explore, you know, question whatever it is that you don't feel seems solid to you and seems real to you anymore. You know, I had a cousin. And when we were growing up, we were all raised Christian, but then she got into science. She was very, she is very smart, very intellectual, very analytical. And so in learning and studying science so much, she started to believe and speak as though, you know, God isn't real. And for her, God wasn't at that time. And she was just dead set on like, science kind of proves that God's not real. And, you know, science proves that, you know, man knows more and there's no such thing as God, because if there was really a God, then why do these things happen and why do those things happen? And so for me, I remember feeling a little uneasy because for me that I wasn't at that questioning phase for religion just yet, because everything I had ever known had come through my relationship with God. So I hadn't, I didn't get there yet. So listening to her speak, it made me feel kind of uncomfortable, but I let her do it because I even, I'm a little bit older than she is. So even though I hadn't questioned religion or questioned faith just yet, I figured, you know what, if it's meant to be, she'll come back around. And if it's not, she'll be fine. It's her choice. It's her life. So for years, you know, it was, this was doing her preteen and teenage years. And for those years, she was serious. She had no desire to come back to believing in religion and the faith and the, the Christianity and, and all the laws that she was taught going to church since she was a kid. She had no desire to come back to that. Then one day she was walking home from school. This is what she told me. She was walking home from school and she was getting ready to walk across an alley and something, she said something in her spirit told her, don't, no, no, I'm sorry. She was getting ready to walk through an alley and something in her spirit told her, don't go through that alley. And she thought to herself, why not? And she was getting ready to do it anyway, because she doesn't believe in her in spirit and she doesn't believe in God. She doesn't believe in, you know, anything supernatural like that. She just believed that science is science and that is it. But the feeling was so strong. And the voice was so strong telling her not to go into the alley that she decided, okay, fine. I don't know why I'm listening to it, but I'm going to just listen to it. She didn't go through the alley and she took another route, a longer route home. She had all these heavy books in her backpack. Of course, you can assume how heavy they were because they were science books. But it's not okay. I'm serious. <laughs> but she had all these books in her backpack and she didn't want to go the longer way, but she just couldn't ignore that feeling that was inside of her that it was more than just a gut feeling. It was like an inner knowing, you know that she had acquired from her childhood of having faith, you know? Because when you're a part of the Christian faith, oftentimes you know that there's a spirit inside of us that can warn us of things to come according to the Bible that is our doctrine of study. So this really strong, intuitive notion forced her to go a longer way home. And when she got home, all of a sudden the helicopters came out and were flying around the house. And then she turned on the news and the news had the helicopters and all of the, the cameras showing a situation that had happened in that alley that she had avoided and the situation was dangerous somebody walked through the alley and was stabbed or shot i can't remember which one but they were assaulted and i can't remember if the person died because it was so traumatic to know that she almost walked through that alley that i didn't care not in an um in a mean sense but just in like i was grateful that my cousin was okay so i didn't want to just i didn't want to know what happened to that person because i couldn't imagine 
if that had, had have happened to her, it would have been devastating. So, of course, condolences go to the family, you know, of that person. I don't know who it was or what happened to them, but, you know, just being honest, I was just happy that she was okay. And from that day on, her faith became intertwined with her knowledge and her quest for knowledge through the scientific realm and the scientific area of study. She combined the two and she realized that they can coexist. And she didn't, she didn't have to be forced. Her parents didn't force her. They didn't, you know, they were upset, of course, but they didn't force her to come back to her religion because they knew that, you know, that would just make it worse and she would probably run even further. But she had her own, as we call it, come to Jesus moment. She had her own moment and it allowed her to come back in her own timing. Now, had she not had that, maybe she would have gotten into her 20s and it might have been more devastating and more traumatic for her to have this period of time where she questioned her faith and questioned her religion. And the reason why I say more devastating and traumatic is because that's what happened to me. You know, I was raised you know, my whole life to believe one thing. And in my 20s, I experienced a lot of different things that in my life that were so traumatic that it caused me to question. And because of religion being so in, heavily embedded in me and instilled in me from birth, it was traumatic in the sense that I thought that I was in danger if I didn't believe in God for a certain period of time, if I didn't believe, you know, if I didn't have faith, you know, every single day in everything that I was taught, I thought that I was in like real life danger. And it was one of the most traumatic experiences and, and periods of my life. But I learned that that kind of trauma only comes from never having the strength or the ability to question and to ask questions and to seek out knowledge for yourself instead of just believing what people tell you. So it's, it goes deeper than just religion. It's, you know, cultural. When people tell you things when you're growing up about other people. I had a couple of coworkers tell me that they were raised not to like black people. Now y'all can see from my little cartoon, you know, that I put on my poster, I'm a black girl. So when they tell me that, you know, I had to breathe in and out like I'm doing right now. I'm very heavy like I'm doing right now. And I had to just um, try not to be offended because sometimes people's intentions are to offend you because they have that evil spirit and you have to try not to let that come into you. Let their hate stay on them. Don't let it come into you. So I just listened to what they were saying and say, oh, okay, you were raised that way. How do you feel now? They really didn't have an answer for how they feel now. All they could say is that they saw what their grandparents taught them about black people. And of course, you can, I think I already said they're not black. But anyway, they saw what their grandparents taught them about, about black people and then they would witness it in the real world and they realized that their grandparents were telling the truth, it seemed like. And so, you know, they just can't help it that they were raised that way. And it seemed like what their grandparents said, it seemed like it was right. And I thought to myself, but I didn't say it because I didn't want to further this conversation because, you know, then that would make it hard for me to not become offended. If I don't, you know, if I engage in the conversation and start asking questions and give more information, then I've opened myself up to the offense. So I did my best to maneuver around it and shut it down. Because first of all, it wasn't appropriate for work for someone to say that to me, but people try you, you know? Anyway. I just winked as if somebody could see me. I said, people try you, wink. <laughs> anyway, so I know that they were trying, or I feel like they might have been trying to get to me because if they were raised not to like black people and they actually believe that their grandparents and their parents were right, then of course their reason for telling me comes from that dislike and even hatred of black people. So I thought to myself, I wonder if they've ever questioned that. I wonder if they've ever met black people who treated them so nicely and were so respectful and 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 dope just awesome beautiful caring spirits and if they ever saw that in black people numerous times and just ignored it and disregarded it each time now i would love to say that they should see that in me but they don't have to you know i try to be a good person and go into the world and you know carry love and light everywhere i go but who knows people might, might be seeing the opposite from me and i might just be wearing some rose-colored glasses when it comes to myself i don't know 
but I know I try to be a good person. So if I do, and they still felt hatred towards me, and they still feel hatred towards me, then how many black people are they seeing who are decent and moral and upstanding, intelligent, smart, loving, caring people? And even though these, these black people are that way, all they see is what their grandmother taught them, and they have to find something bad about them to make what their grandmother told them or their parents told them true. They have to find something about that black person to say, okay, my grandmother didn't lie to me, instead of being strong enough and courageous enough to say, I need to question that because I've come across too many good black people and I've also come across too many bad people who look like me to really believe that my grandparents and my parents were actually right to say that one group of people deserves that type of categorization when I've met people who behave the way my grandparents taught me black people are supposed to behave, but they weren't black, you know? So a lot of times we don't have the courage to question our parents or to question, you know, our teachers or our family members who taught us one thing, even though the world is showing us something different and showing us that our parents were wrong or that our teachers were wrong or that our, you know, family members were wrong. We have so many opportunities in life to see that, you know, these people who taught us things back when we were younger are actually they actually taught us something that doesn't go with life today. Even though we have opportunities to see that it's not true anymore, it's so it's so much of a shock. Like emotionally, it can be a shock to have to, you know, accept that you might have been lied to or you might have been misinformed, especially if it's from someone or by someone that you care deeply about. So oftentimes it's just easier to say, my grandmother wouldn't lie to me. My mother wouldn't lie to me. So let me find something that makes what my grandparents and my parents told me. Let me find something that makes those things true. And so we do. But in life, we're supposed to grow. We're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to become better than the generations before us. I mean, think about it. Just over 100 years ago, the silent generation, they called themselves the greatest generation because they were silent. But a lot of the silence that they are so proud about had to do with things that nowadays we open up and talk freely about. You know, homosexuality and how... We should love each other no matter what our sexual orientation is. Back in the silent generation, that wasn't acceptable. People had to live in secret. People had to live in shame for being born just the way they were, even though just the way they were was just fine. Now in our generation, we're open about it, which I believe is better. So that's proving the point that our generations are supposed to get better with time. You know, silent generation was quiet about, you know, sexual abuse in the household and the schools and all kind of, you know, different areas of the community. They were taught to be quiet about that. Just don't tell anyone and it'll all go away. But all they did was, ra was raise broken people who started to raise more broken people and it continued a vicious cycle. It just keeps going on, it's like a curse. You know, the silent generation said, if your daughter gets pregnant as a teenager, ship her off to another country or another state and let that state meet her for the first time and tell your community that she got an opportunity for a new job and just pretend like, you know, that pregnancy never happened. or keep the pregnancy a secret and act like it's your new baby and and you and your husband just had a baby out of nowhere and you you know you didn't show because you just didn't show and you know all the kinds of different things that you know were being covered up back then nowadays we're speaking about it openly because we know that healing comes from the confession and the release of the secrets so if our generation has gotten to that point of learning that that silence wasn't a good thing, when will the generation get to the point of learning that these old ways of thinking, these old stereotypes, these old beliefs, and the long-held belief that your parents are always right, when will we get to the point of knowing that that's not always true? You know, like they, in many ways, mom and dad know best. In many ways, mom and dad, they can say, I told you so in certain situations, you know, when they tell you not to drink and drive. 
yeah, duh, because you can get hurt. That's like a no-brainer. When they tell you you don't have unprotected sex, you can get pregnant. That's a no-brainer. But when they tell you things about life that have to do with morality and have to do with faith and have to do with, you know, developing who you are, it's not fair to believe that they're right. When you say you want to be a singer and they say you should be a doctor, that's when you have to start questioning things. When they say you should be straight but you know that you're gay, that's when you have to start questioning things. When they say your faith should be Christianity but you feel more like a Buddhist, you got to start questioning things because it's your choice, it's your life. And when they're gone, you don't want to realize that you've only lived a life for other people. And all the people who told you what to do are, are dead and gone. And it's just you on this earth, left by yourself. And I mean that like figuratively, left by yourself. Do you want to realize, you want to wake up and realize that you've lived a life based on what everyone else told you, having never questioned what anyone else told you. And now that they're gone, you realize, hmm, I don't feel so constrained. I don't feel so, you know, bogged down by them. I feel freedom now to go question some things. And then when you do, you realize that so many of the so many things that they taught you were actually wrong. And on top of that, you realize that you could have known that beforehand. You could have known that years and decades before. That would be miserable. That would be, in my opinion, traumatic, you know? So I feel like it's up to us to have a little bit of courage, be a little bit fearless, a little bit strong, you know, and question what we're taught. Don't disbelieve what people tell us just because people are telling us. I mean, even what I'm saying right now, if this don't sound right to you, turn it off. Don't believe what I'm saying if it doesn't make sense to you, if it doesn't gel with your spirit, or as my mama will say, if it doesn't jive with your spirit, don't believe it. You know, you you have that right. But as long as you're questioning what you're being taught, as long as you, you know, try to take it in, at least take it in first and then question it. Get the whole grasp of it and then question it. You know, I mean, think about it. When you were growing up, you were raised in whatever religion you were raised in. You had no choices then. You got a chance to get the entire grasp of it. And after you get that, then you can ask the questions. Okay, we're raised Catholic, but how come we have to go through a man to talk to God and we can't talk to God on our own? That's a question I have, you know. But if you hadn't gone through the entire process of, a, of Catholicism, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be able to form that question. You wouldn't be able to, to know what questions there were to form. So always listen, take it in, you know, hear what someone has to say, hear what people have to say, hear what people are telling you, but you don't have to just accept it for the rest of your life. There can come a day that if something comes up in your soul or your spirit or your mind that says, is that really true? Run with that. Because I really believe that the end of that is a lot of freedom. Even if you find out that it is true, the freedom is that now you know it for you. Not because someone just told you and you just decided to blindly trust them, but you know it for you. Because you've been through it, you went to it and you've been through it, and now you know for you that that is the truth. And think about how much more freeing it could be if you find out that something that someone told you wasn't true and you did your own research and your due diligence and you avoided so much pain and heartache and restrictions in life because you decided to find out first before just blindly following that, you know, misinformation. So I say all that to say, hopefully in life we will start to ask questions no matter who the source is, whether it's a news channel, whether it's a parent, whether it's a school, whether it's coworkers, whether it's college, whatever the case may be, whether it's your history books in school, whatever the case may be. I just hope that we start to ask questions and start to find answers on our own and stop blindly trusting just any old body. No matter how much you love that somebody, no matter how much you feel like you've known them or you know them, just don't blindly trust. Find the answers for yourself. And I hate to sound cliche, but you do owe yourself that much. It's only 
your life. No one else's. Anyway, I thank you so much for listening. I hope my breathing wasn't annoying. If it was, I'm sorry. But I thank you for listening anyway. Hope you listen again tomorrow.